Okay, we're podcasting. Oh, it's here. Oh, we're live. Shit. Thank you to Conan O'Brien for inventing this medium. Um, we give it's thanks to about him. about time. Yes. Our, our father, Conan O'Brien. Who are in Heaven. LA, probably. I don't know. Oh, no, he's dead. Mm. It's about damn time. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. What, what is it with us wishing people death in the intros of the... <laughs> what was it? Jesse Thorne last week, and now we're killing Conan O'Brien? We're... I mean, you gotta, you gotta destroy the white men of podcasting. You gotta. Nikki, I have something to ask you, and this is just like a like a general kind of ask for the show. Yeah, yeah. What's up, Mason? Um, I've seen something that you kind of noticed that you've been doing, and I wanted to just kind of set the expectation on that. Uh huh. Um, stop sending letters. Letters always get burned. Really? Yeah. It's not like the movies. They fed us on little on little white lies. God damn it! I really gotta talk to my mailman because he. Yeah. He shouldn't be burning my letters. I feel like that's a complete dereliction of duty on his part. Yeah, it's fine. I, I'll see you in the next life. Welcome to Picking Up Something Good. Uh, <laughs> limited event, Whoa, limited event, we're back. Prestige podcast about Radiohead. Uh, I am Echo Vessel. I play music as... I, I'm Mace. I play music as Echo Vessel. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow, look at you. Uh, one week away from recording, you already don't know your name. Uh, yeah, and you are... Uh, my name is Nikki Flowers. I play music as Nikki Flowers, Me Again, The Smiths, Absolute Failure. Um, I, I have many hats. How many hats do you have? Mm-hmm. At least five. I've got the one hat. Yeah? Yeah, the one hat that's just basically like... Uh, there's like... I have the one black hat that a dog chewed up. And then I have... When I went to Comic-Con this year, a couple months mm-hmm. ago, they gave us um, DuckTales hats. And you could choose oh. between Huey, Dewey, Louie, and Webigail. Um, who? It, what? Yeah, you know who Webigail is. No, I've never, I've never seen the original nor the reboot. Oh, she's the 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 smart one. Oh, but also, okay. well, you gotta have a smart duck on your show. Exactly. No show's complete without a smart duck. I'm sick of these dumb shit ducks ruining cartoons. Fucking piece of shit ducks. God. Uh, Damn it, Louie and Huey and Gooey or whatever. The the moral of the story is that um, basically Huey, Dewey, Louie are red, blue, green. Okay. And the hats say DT on them. <laughs> I don't know why you would want to wear a red hat that says DT in 2019. <laughs> oh, no. I didn't put that together. That's the worst. I mean, I don't think anyone should wear a red hat at all unless you are wanting to signal that you're the biggest piece of shit on earth like every time i'm out and i see a white guy with a red hat i have to like make sure that it's like i, I don't know i just have to be on my feet you have to stand up gotta stand up gotta stand yeah. up against red hats also yeah. red doesn't look good on anybody like hat wise no it's a very um it's an odd choice this is a podcast about radiohead absolutely uh and nothing else um where what are we covering today we're covering uh a we're covering a jazz album today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a very jazzy sort of uh, Brubeck-esque uh, album. And it's uh, it's called Kidda. 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 The, ki- the Kidda. It's, it's like we said, it's about Knuckles the Echidna. Right. Who is also red. <laughs> um, this is, Whew. this album, before we kind of get into the nitty gritty of it, it's basically Radiohead 2. Radiohead 2. They're back. This time, it's personal. Yeah, because like... If you notice, the first 
three Radiohead albums are definitely Radiohead 1.0. Mm-hmm. And now this is a new, different Radiohead. <laughs> right. This is Radiohead 2.0. And I'd say Pablo Honey was like the beta release. Mm-hmm. The Benz was 1.0 for sure. Yeah. And um, OK Computer was like 1.5. Like yeah. they were getting somewhere, but they were still maybe, you know. It was Radiohead Service Pack 1. Right. OK. Yeah. No, that's that's more accurate. But this is definitely not your mama's Radiohead, folks. Were you kind of surprised by the uh, in- intense left turn that this album took? <laughs> yeah, I remember um, booting it up for... It's booting it up. It's not a fucking computer program. Um, ah, you know what was a computer, though? <laughs> what? Okay, computer, but Radiohead. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I uh, booted up the Kid A executable, and yeah, it just hit me. Like, whoa, damn, okay, this is... Whoa, whoa. That's a Sorry, I can't put full sentences together. I've had three cups of coffee. Oh, same. I had one cold brew, and I am logged in. Hmm, <laughs> boy, we are plugged into the mainframe, folks. Let's, uh, do you want to get started? Have we not already? No, we were talking to general, but let's talk about putting things in their right place with everything in its right place. Yeah, this is where all the computer was that I was expecting in OK Computer. Yeah. Uh, if you, yeah, if you remember last time I mentioned that it was more okay than it was computer. And not to say that the album was just okay. I do like okay computer a lot. But as soon as everything in its right place hits, uh, there's all the computer that was missing. Like, it's right there. Yeah. I love it. Tom, he was keeping the computer away from us. Oh, the bastard holding out. And on this one, he finally gave us computer. He's like, all right, I know what you all want. It's the year 2000. You want computer. And that's actually a direct quote. (laughs) Yes. It's in the liner notes. (laughs) Speaking of the liner notes, uh, Mm -hmm. they don't make any sense. No. No, they don't. Not at uh, all. No. I I don't know where it is. I actually, um, I I couldn't play it on a record player because I don't actually have one at the moment. Mm -hmm. But uh, years ago, I bought Kid A on 10-inch. I think I was like, oh yeah, cool, I'll start to get into Radiohead, and it would be nice to have, like, one 10-inch record, that's kind of neat, you don't see that format all the time. Mm-hmm. Never played it, still haven't. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, I think I was mostly going for the novelty of, like, oh, 10-inch, that's cute. I think that this record, in terms of lyrics, has mm-hmm. my favorite lyrics of any Radiohead album. See, the thing is, when I'm listening, I don't, uh, you like to go to Genius. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wait for you to tell me what Genius has to offer. So, and, I, and this is, um, whenever I listen to an album, I don't usually search out the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I heard from OK Computer that wasn't muffled underneath vocoder and whatnot, I didn't like. I, you, you were right. I think you mentioned in the OK Computer episode that, um, or some episode, I don't know, we've done like a million episodes. You mentioned that um, starting around now, they get um, kind of abstract. Yeah. And I like that. I like that about this. Can I tell you something from Genius? Please do. Okay, so, um, on the opening track of Kid A, Tom York sings of depression, change, confusion, and the state of the world, all while trying mm-hmm. to place, find a place in confusing existence. Not like he hadn't already for the past, like, three albums. Kind of par for the course. Um, the song is at least partly based off bad experiences the band had during the OK Computer tour. I don't know if you got to meeting people as easy, but... It is an hour and a half of basically Tom York breaking down on camera because there are too many people at his shows. Yeah, I actually did uh, have a chance. Uh, we, we took a, a little week break from recording and I figured that would be a good time to watch the, the doc, which is what I call documentaries because mm-hmm. I'm too busy to say the full word. And I saw it and uh, yeah, wow. Whew. What a what a depressing hour and a half. It was good. I really, I really liked it and it gave, um, 
gave an interesting sort of context to OK Computer, but oh boy, I just wanted to wanted to give that guy a hug. Although that probably he probably wouldn't have liked that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, mm, I don't know. He needed one, but he definitely was like, uh, "Don't touch me." He had that energy. About yeah. Him. The song is at least partly based off the bad experiences the band had during the OK Computer tour, specifically about a breakdown Tom York had after a concert. They spelled it Tom Y O R K. Um, <laughs> y O R K. Like Tom oh, York. It's missing the E. Yeah. York. I'm singing here. It's me, Tom York. <laughs> that's that's Jesus. not. He's not calling in. <laughs> no. No. That's that's not anything. Ignore uh, that, folks. <laughs> Tom Tom says, I came off at the end of that show, sat in the dressing room and couldn't speak. I actually couldn't speak. People were saying, are you mm. all right? I knew people were speaking to me, but I couldn't hear them and I couldn't talk. And I, uh, I just so had enough and I was bored with saying I'd had enough. I was beyond that. Yeah. Damn. That's yeah. that's deep. And that's definitely what the song is because it's, um, it's a very tense song. Like you can tell he's very wound up. It's a very wound up song. Um, I, uh, I'm not a real musician. Uh, I'm a faker. So I don't know exactly how they did it. Probably something to do with chords. But I just, it felt like the, the chord progression didn't want to resolve. Like I kept expecting it to finish and sort of, and it just never did. And that's, I think, what lent the sort of wound up, holy shit, I need people to stop asking me if I'm okay. Yeah. Kind of vibe. I feel like a lot of the songs, at least in the first half of this album, have that energy. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, it's a it's a it's a dark album, but it doesn't get too dark, which I it's it's a nice balance. Well, I, I think it gets pretty dark a little bit later on, but then it like dips right back up. Right. Well, that's I think that's yeah. It has it has its little peaks and valleys that I think gives it that balance. I hope Tom's okay. Well, he's okay, but it's been nineteen yeah. years. Wow, this album came out nineteen years ago. I know what it's like to be not okay for nineteen years. So <laughs> yeah, same, same. <laughs> At the age of twenty three. Anyway, uh, yeah, so. Everything in its right place. I'd say this song is exactly in its right place. This is a really good opener. Yeah, it's an incredible opener. Like the just the whole buildup of everything where all this sort of textural noisy stuff is fighting for attention underneath his vocals as the song goes on. It's like, wow, okay, prepare yourself. This is Kid A. And it 100%, it, yeah, it does set the stage. Just like Airbag sets the stage for OK Computer. Mm -hmm. This is basically like, okay, this is what you can expect from Kid A. Yep, here's what the next 45 minutes is going to be. I've been trying to find kind of like impressions of people who had just listened to Kid A for the first time um, in 2000. Okay. And I imagine that must have been like, like hearing <laughs> OK Computer and then hearing yeah. Kid A must have just been mind blowing. I can't even imagine because like putting myself in, in like a Radiohead fan shoes when OK Computer comes out, they're like, oh, wow, this is very different from the bands, but I can tell this is sort of the same band. Okay, so they're trying a different sound. All right, I'm excited for the next one. Kid A comes out, and they were like, well, I was expecting a new sound, but what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm very... You mentioned that you have a lot of what the fuck moments in your in your notes. Most of my notes is holy shit, or what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in a good way, um, as, we'll, as we'll get into it. But yeah, no, this is very, very different. Did you... Um, well, first of all, two mm -hmm. questions. Did you know... And would you believe me if I told you that this song was on the soundtrack to the 2001 Tom Cruise film Vanilla Sky? Uh, to answer both of your questions, no, and fuck you. <laughs> it is. Because there's no way. <laughs> it's on the soundtrack to Vanilla Sky. All right, I'm going to fact check you right on the air because you're a lying piece of shit. Vanilla Sky. I can't spell vanilla. Oh my God, I've had so much goddamn coffee today. <laughs> 
uh, Vanilla Sky soundtrack. All right, here we go. Music from Vanilla Sky. All the right friends, R.E.M., everything in its right place, Radiohead. Right there, right underneath R.E.M. Yeah. To this day, I have only seen Vanilla Sky once. Was it because of the soundtrack? No. Have you seen Vanilla Sky? No, it's got Tom Cruise in it. No. I mean, I like that latest Mission Impossible film, but I also like like anything. <laughs> I did see yeah. Hobbs and Shaw in theaters twice the other, a couple weekends ago. So yeah, how is that? Is that like is it a spinoff? How's that? How's that work? It's a spinoff, um, except um, The Rock and Jason Statham trade dick jokes for two hours. Uh, okay, all right, yeah, sure. Let's talk about Kid A. Fine, yeah, let's talk about Kid A. Um, <laughs> I want to inject this shit into my veins directly. This track? I love this track. Yeah, also Hobbs and Shaw, but mostly Kid A. Like, I know I know what I said before when, like, everything in its right place is what I was expecting from OK Computer. This is exactly the shit I wanted OK Computer to be. This is the sad computer. This is the sad computer who learns to say, eh, okay, this is him but, right here. But he's, like, mad this time. Oh, he's fucking pissed that he knows he's a computer. Like, he learned he's a computer and goes, okay, now what? I think this song is kind of like, I don't know, it scares the shit out of me. (laughs) It's creepy, yeah. It does scare the shit out of me, but I've also been trying to get that vocal effect for the past 19 years. Um, Yeah, because that's, I mean, that's a vocoder. There's something going on there that uh, I love. I love it. Can I tell you how it was achieved? Hell yeah. Uh, and this is, um, th- these words I will take from my friend David, who is um, co-host of the Tuning Fork podcast. Shout out to David. Shout out to David. It's uh, Johnny's French friend, Mr. Martineau. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> is this a bit? What does that Johnny's mean? <laughs> French friend, the Onde Martineau. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. I don't fucking speak French. <laughs> What what are you talking about? The, Why is this so funny? It is a French instrument. Okay. It's basically like a keyboard. You may recognize it <clears throat> from the um, Star Trek theme song. Which one? I think TOS. There were multiple. The original series. No, I, I, I know which TOS you mean, but which voice in the... It's not a voice. It's basically... Theme. It's run run through in Andes. Oh, oh, I see. The, what, the sound you're looking for is a... Oh, the sort of theremin thing that keeps popping up in the album. Yeah. That's his French friend. Yeah, that's his French friend, uh, Ande. Damn. All right. Shout out to Ande. It's a kind of ancient, early 20th century French instrument. It's really, really cool. Um, they're very expensive. I want one so bad. Is it electronic? Uh, sort of. Or like early electronic. Oh, okay. Oh, I like that. All right. Um, yeah. So, uh, I fucking love it. I love that guy, that little French guy. The little French um, soccer blue. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the like... This is a very Boards of Canada beat going on here, too, which I am a huge sucker for that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. I A lot of this album came from Tom York listening to Aphex Twin, and I think that's the funniest mental image in the world. Wait, for real? Yeah. Like, he was listening to a lot of Warp stuff. Oh, I can... T- yeah, you can tell. Can you imagine Tom York at Virgin Megastore in 1999, <laughs> not talking to a single fucking person, wearing, like, a big trench coat? Right. Given that he's 12 feet tall, he's wearing a big fucking trench coat. Trying to blend in, but not really doing a good job because yeah, he's 12 feet tall. because he looks like two toddlers stacked on top of each other. <laughs> uh, and he's in the electronic section, and he's getting mad that they don't have selected Ambient Works, uh, Volume 2. Oh, yeah. But we all been there. Yeah. You've, you've, you've been in your trench coat in, uh, in Virgin Megastore. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Duh. Virgin Megastore is closed way before I could make decisions on my own, so I never did this. So it's just you. 
<laughs> mm, I've actually never heard of that store. I'm just following along the bit. Wait, really? Um, if you hadn't noticed from the whole thing, the whole conceit of this podcast, I don't really know stuff. Mm, okay. Yeah, you gotta hold my hand and teach me things. They had a Virgin Megastore in Miami. It was, uh... <laughs> For virgins. <laughs> Can't go in there if you fucked. <laughs> virgins. Sorry. Like Richard Branson. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I like that he called his, uh, huge company Virgin and just, like, laid it out there. He's like, listen, I'm gonna own this. I like that. Actually, Kid A is also written in the same way a lot of the lines on the album are. Uh, in that literally Tom York wrote lines, put them in a hat, and just mixed them up and took, pulled them out of paper. That sounds fake. Oh, that does sound fake, but I can also see... Yeah, that's such a good... Because well, I suck at writing lyrics, but I'm really good at coming up with, like, cute little pithy phrases that would be good in a song because I like to pretend I'm clever. Mm-hmm. This is the same, guy I, that, yeah. the, the same guy that did f- fake plastic trees and cried. So I believe it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, good for him. This is my one of my favorite tracks on the album. Oh yeah, this this rules. This song, like the main synth pattern, is um, it gave me the same feeling that like I guess like when you when it's like torrentially downpouring outside and you just stay at home and watch your favorite movie and you're all cuddled up and mm. like it's a creepy song but it's also like really comfortably melancholic. Yeah, let's kind of get this this kind of out of the way right now. All right. Before we even continue to the next song. Okay. Because you know we're, we're about to get very, very political. Mm-hmm. Is this uh, Praxy or is it Banksy? This whole album? The whole thing? Yeah. Oh. I kind of want to say it's Praxy. It's leaning towards Praxy, yeah. It's like kind of like, I'm, I'm not going to say it's centrist, but the needle <laughs> is tipping towards. It's, it's left of center, and there's like a little magnet in the center that's dying to get that needle over there. <laughs> <laughs> but also... A lot of these songs are praxy. <laughs> oh, very much so. Yes. Um, yeah. Fucking, not Kid A so much, but, uh, well, I mean, if you don't have anything else to say about Kid A, we could... Let's, uh, let's play ball. The national anthem. We did it. We did it. We're here. This is the song that they play during baseball that we've been talking about for the past three episodes. God, I fucking wish they did. I wish they would play the song in its entirety at the beginning of every baseball game. <laughs> the whole thing, yeah. And then once at the end, too, just to, yeah. just to, you know. What do you think about the national anthem? I fucking love this song so much. Oh, you kept mentioning it, and I was like, oh, that ought to be good. Because the national anthem, I was like, wow, that's probably going to be like, oh, fuck the queen, am I right? Or whatever, I don't know. It, it kind of is, but also... I mean, it is, <laughs> but, but it's not overwhelmingly so, like I was expecting. Like... Oh, the bass won me over immediately. Oh. Like, as soon as the bass kicked in, I was like, oh, fuck, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. And then uh, this is this is where I start just repeating what the fuck over and over again, because it's so good that my critic brain turns off, and I'm just like, holy shit. <laughs> this, this song rules. This song builds itself into a fever pitch that I love so much, and I've never gotten tired of. Oh, my God. Oh, I, had, I had to re-listen to it, like... Uh, like a bunch of times before we started recording because it just uh, I don't even think I needed the three cups of coffee I think I just needed to listen to this three times because holy shit there's so much going on in the song (laughs) I know I don't even know where to begin like uh, the bass is great I like the little whistly synths that come in when uh, when Tom's Vox yeah it like makes it completely out of this world feeling and also Tom's vocals sound like he's singing in like a like a metal like a tin can 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. With that kind yeah. of like metal edge to him. Oh, ooh, so good. Oh, and don't even, don't even fucking get me started on the horns. Oh my god. Um, actually, don't. the 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 brass section started. was inspired by Charles Mingus. <sighs> I love this stupid band. I'm such a Mingus head. <laughs> Mingus head. <laughs> we're gonna, we're so gonna pick it up something good by Charles Mingus. <laughs> so here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the orchestra in the song was conducted by Johnny. Oh, there you go, my dude, my, my boy. Starting with his uh, with his orchestra experiments, and it's good. It's fucking. There's good. a lot of there's a lot of orchestral stuff in this in this album, and it's all very good. And I think, yeah, in this song, it like. Mm-hmm. Oh, it just, yeah, fever pitch is such a good phrase for this song because the horns come in and I just want to punch something, but in like a good way, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. You know, you know how sometimes you just have a lot of energy and you just want to scream or something, but you're not angry. You just got a bunch of energy. This song is definitely about like anxiety too, like having a bona fide anxiety disorder. Yeah. I mean, if I was, uh, if I was having one of my anxious moments, this song would not be as fun. No, it would (laughs) not. Because I'd be like, okay, I'm right in this. I get it. I get it. Um, (laughs) But this, oh, it's so, oh, it's so good. Tom wanted to pull us into this, basically, into his anxiety. Oh, well, he did it. I'm right in there. Um, the band had also tried to record this song. This is from Genius. Uh, mm-hmm. They tried to record it during the Benz and OK Computer, oh. but they kind of held it back because it wasn't ready yet. They kept this one in the broiler and just let it stew in its juices, and uh, that was a good choice. Yeah, I don't think that a, um, that, uh, that a Benz version of this song would be as good. No. I don't think it would... Eh, it could have been okay. I think it would have been very kind of chugga. Very... T- a little too chugga. Because, I mean, the bass is... I can tell that this is like a Ben's bass. You know what I mean? Well, um, Tom wrote this when he was 16, the, the, the bass. Really? Yeah, so it predates Pablo Honey. Damn. Okay. Wait, how old was uh, how old was Tom when Pablo Honey came out? 16. No. Uh, <laughs> no, don't fuck with me. <laughs> I actually don't know. Oh, okay. Well, thanks for knowing stuff about Radiohead, you dick. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I love you. Um, you know... Oh, he was 25. Uh, oh, okay. Ah, well, we all, we all put garbage out when we were 25. So did I. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait till I uh, do whatever I'm gonna do at 25. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, the song... Song good. Song extremely good. Song good. You know what it reminded me of? When the horns came in, it reminded me of, like, you know that album that David Byrne and St. Vincent did, Love This Giant? Yeah. It's okay. very that. Yeah, it, it kind of, it reminds me of that, too. Mm. Let's just talk about that album. About uh, Love This Giant? Yeah, next episode. Welcome we'll just... to Burning Up Something Good. <laughs> Ew. Would you believe me if I told you that Radiohead almost broke up because of this album? Actually, yeah, I do believe you. Because there's that energy there. They couldn't figure out how to sequence it, nor could they figure out how to uh, do it. <laughs> like, record it? They Re- didn't know how to... Yeah, they were kind of like throwing shit at the wall, and Tom was anxious the whole time, and eh, tensions got pretty high. There's a whole like recording diary yeah. that is archived online that people got mad. Oh, that's gonna be a fun read. <laughs> and then from this, a ton of songs just kind of blossomed. There's a yep. whole other album made from these sessions that we're gonna cover next episode. Um, and a ton- oh, Amnesiac. Yeah, these they're basically the same album. <sighs> In fact, Morning Bell Whoa. also appears on that album there. It's, yeah, it's Oop. Tom's Attack Dogs. Damn. Ugh. Okay, well, let's be careful. Choose I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, God. Mor- Morning Bell also appears on Amnesiac. Uh, really? 
Yeah. So, like, like a different recording, though, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> An entirely different <laughs> it'd be funny version. It would be funny if they just put the same one, like, hey, you liked this one before. <laughs> you get another one. I honestly, I've said as much as I can say about the National Anthem. We could go on for hours just, like, gushing mm-hmm. about it. We could do a whole episode on this one. That's how much I feel very strongly let's, about it. Uh, however, let's rip the Band-Aid off. Yoink! Uh, let's rip the Band-Aid off and talk about the ballad. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, no, I'm just kidding. I really do like How to Disappear Completely. There's always a ballad. There's always a ballad. And somehow it's always good. <laughs> and so, they keep fucking tricking me into liking ballads. God. But yeah, so I think what really, I think what really got me was, it wasn't just a, all right, acoustic guitar, you're being sad, whatever. It's that really, really dissonant, uh, string section underneath it that, like, almost doesn't fit. Like, it almost doesn't belong. Almost. Almost. They almost didn't get me, but they did. They got me. Can I tell you how the song came about? Um. Hmm. <sighs> okay. So, um, this song is about the whole period of time. Uh, this is from Tom York. That OK Computer was happening. Mm-hmm. We did the Glass- Glastonbury Festival in the Sing Ireland. Something snapped in me. I just said. That's it. I can't take it anymore. And more than a year later, we were still on the road, somehow. <laughs> mm. <laughs> sounds That's like, like a nightmare I've had. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like touring in the 90s. Yeah. The lyrics came from something our good personal friend, Michael Stipe, said to me. Uh, My man from Rem. Mistype. Tom says, I rang him and said, I cannot cope with this. And Michael Stipe said, pull the shutters down and keep saying, I'm not here. This is not happening. <laughs> That's how Michael Stipe <laughs> sounds. <laughs> yeah, Pitch perfect. Also, of course he would say that. That is absolutely what Michael Stipe does. That's so Michael Stipe. God. <laughs> Typical Stipe. Fucking Stipe. Can you imagine <laughs> if... Typical. <laughs> Can you imagine if Michael Stipe and R.E.M. had done Kid A instead of Radiohead? <laughs> How much more mandolin would be <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I would have liked it. <laughs> I mean, I like some of R.E.M.'s, uh, uh, we'll call them questionable albums that people are very divided on. I like some of it, but I don't think they could really go full electronic, you know? Like, they kind of did with uh, with Up, mm-hmm. um, because they lost their drummers, and like, alright, cool, drum machine. It didn't really... it work. Yeah. But, like, uh, mm, they could cover it. I, oh, we just gotta convince them to get back together. Mm-hmm. Get Bill Barry out of his farm in Georgia, because um, that's what he's doing these days. Did you know that? Really? He's on a farm? Yeah. In Athens, yeah, I'm like, assuming, right? Yeah, I assume in the Athens area. But yeah, no, like basically since he left the band, he's just been farming. Me too. Me three. I love this fucking song. What were we talking about? Oh, right. Yeah. Well, I had no, this sounds good. By Radiohead. <laughs> yeah. um, I love this song. Um, mm-hmm. Uh... I'm going to keep saying this to every song on this album because I love this album. It's not my favorite yeah. uh, Radiohead album. Okay. Weirdly enough, it is not maybe number two on the list. Oh, okay. Uh, but it is hit after hit after hit. Like, uh, there's... I got a... From the last three albums, specifically Pablo, honey, I got a lot of like, eh, this could have been better. I never felt that the entire time I was listening to Kid A, which is like, not a lot of albums do that for me. Yeah. Exactly. Like, because, you know, everything's, nothing's perfect. Nobody's perfect. Nope, nobody's perfect, but also, like... Wait, I meant to say that, but then I switched it in my head the other way. Ah, shit. Uh, Whatever. You've been trolled. (laughs) 
my own brain. <laughs> this song is basically... I think I like the way that it ends. Like, a lot of this... The this, this first half of the album is very much about anxiety. Oh, yeah. And it is kind of like, from everything in its right place to Tree Fingers, I do feel that my anxiety goes in that kind of order. It's palpable. It's very, it feels like sweating in a crowded room. (laughs) Yep, and then Tree Fingers is like the come down of like, okay, maybe I'm not dying. I still kind of wanna, but I'm not, you know. Especially when like the weird sort of delayed horns come in at the end. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm loving all these horns. Oh, Holy gosh. shit. Yeah. Ooh. But yeah, that's like the the like the end of the the panic attack of like, all right, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm actually going to backtrack for the first time in this podcast and go back Whoa. to the national anthem real quick. Okay. I forgot Rewind. to mention that the national anthem, that kind of tape echo that starts the song at the very beginning. Yeah. Crops up elsewhere my challenge to you is in the next episodes that we're doing to find that tape loop it is always the very beginning of songs oh i thought you meant in kid a it comes up it keeps coming up in subsequent albums plural yes (laughs) okay that's the kind of shit i like a little easter egg Up, up to and including seven years later no shit yeah okay all right let me write that down let me national anthem tape loop find it all right okay um, how did like, how did it disappear completely is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about uh tree fingies. Yeah, the song about the brother of salad fingers. Yes, uh, David <laughs> Firth too. <laughs> Ew. Uh, <laughs> um, I I love the lyrics in the song. Oh, it's so. Mm, those lyrics they just hit you. This was um <laughs> this was all Colin's thing, I believe. Oh yeah. Yeah. Colin Greenwood. One of of the Greenwood bros. Yeah, uh, Johnny Greenwood's dad. Yeah. (laughs) Whoa. That'd be a weird band dynamic if your dad is in the band. Yeah, how do you think LMFAO got to breaking up? Wait, what? LMFAO is uncle and nephew. (laughs) No! You didn't know this? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know anything, Mace. I thought I've established this. Oh my god. Why is this killing me? It's so it makes all of their songs so much more corny. <laughs> LMFAO is uncle and nephew, just like Colin and Johnny Greenwood are father and son. I'm fucking crying? Are you? Are you fucking with me? <laughs> no, I'm not fucking with you about LMFAO or Radiohead. Uncle and nephew. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, holy shit! <clears throat> Yeah. Like, imagine <laughs> imagine going to your uncle and you're like, hey, I got this song. We're going to apologize profusely for party rocking. <laughs> Are you ready, my dad's brother, to record this with me? <laughs> what kind of world do we live in where that's possible? <laughs> I just, <sighs> it happened and it's, com- it happened. Jesus, I'm crying. That's, I, oh. Anyway, the Greenwoods are father and son. Um... <laughs> Okay, let's get back to the podcast. I'm ready. <laughs> Tree Fingers is good. Um, it kind of sounds like, uh, you know that that video of the um, Windows 95 startup sound, but like slowed, like Paul stretched to yeah. like an hour? It's this, but like the boot up sound from an alternate dimension. If Brian Eno had made it when he was like in a miserable depression. This is extremely Eno. Yeah, 
in the best way possible. I don't know. I, I just appreciate that there is like a random ambient track in the middle of the song. It fits. In the middle of the album. Yeah. No, it, it like it needed it. it. It needed it because there's like a lot, a lot going mm-hmm. on. This album is front loaded. Yeah. <laughs> not that there, uh, not that there isn't. A lot going on in Tree Fingers, but it's it's definitely like, all right, you can take a little bit of a breath now. Yeah, only a short <laughs> breath. <laughs> Sorry, I just remembered about it. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my God. Okay. <sighs> Their uncle and nephew, I can't... Okay, we need to move on, or I'm just going to be stuck in a loop of thinking about that. You should have told me. I think the wildest thing about LMFAO... I'm going to add to this... Okay, oh good. They're um the son and grandson of Barry Gordy of Motown Records. Are you you're <laughs> literally trying to fuck with me right now. No. What kind of bleh, huh? What? <laughs> what? Yep. I do we need to do a podcast about them now? Cause what kind of I think we should do an episode about LMFAO. I'm losing my goddamn mind. Okay, we need to we need to focus. I, this is Kid A. This is picking up something good. This is not about how fucking hilarious it is that LMFAO is uncle and goddamn nephew, like a fucking Donald Duck and Huey or Louie or Goopy or whatever. I don't give a shit. That's so funny. Oh my god, let's talk about Optimistic. I'm gonna die. <laughs> Optimistic is Banksy as fuck. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, super Banksy. Like, a lot of a lot of the album is Praxy. This veer is hard in a hard in a Banksy. There's a lot of like imagery and art and lyrics surrounding Kid A that are absolutely praxy, but mm-hmm. there are some that are absolutely just like almost mm-hmm. demonically Banksy. <laughs> yeah, this one is uh, this one is McDonald's is the prime minister, hundred <laughs> uh, <laughs> percent. And you know what? McDonald's mm-hmm. is prime minister because I mean, if you looked at him, <laughs> <laughs> it's still good. That's McDonald's. No, I love Optimistic. This it sounds like it could have been on the bends mm-hmm. a little bit, especially with that like the 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 main guitar riff is juicy as hell. It's got that bends juice. Ah. Um, and then the I don't know how to talk about things. The when the strumming gets all like chunkity, you know? Yeah, you know, not chugga chugga. It gets kind of staccato and fun. Um, I, I get what you're the ding 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 ding. Like that? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Did you just play a recording of the song? Yeah. That, that's what it sounds yeah. like. That, that, that's what right. it is. Yeah. Yeah. I love that part. It's so wild. I gotta say though, in my opinion, it's probably the weakest track on the album. Honestly. But that's yeah. yeah I mean, but it's hard to say that because it's still very strong. It's just that the entire rest of the album is really goddamn strong. Yeah. Here's the thing. My favorite part of the song. It's not the. It's not the song itself. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, this was written kind of in the. Um, you know, lines out of a hat method as well. Yep. Yeah, no, yeah. I um, can tell. He, he pulled it out of the Banksy hat. Yeah, out of the big hat that just read, like, big business. <laughs> uh, it just said Jeez. Tony Blair on the hat. And it was, like, dripping fake blood <laughs> off the Mickey Mouse ears on the front of it. My favorite part of the song is the very end, the um the kind of, like, jazzy interlude. Oh, my God. I wish the whole song was that. Yeah. Like, that... I, I was like, okay, so I was like, eh, okay, cool, optimistic, sure. And then that goes, and I was like, is this the is this the next song? Well, no, this is still optimistic. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> it was really good. I honestly, multiple times, have listened to that part on loop. Just because it is <sighs> so, like, groovy. 
It's so goddamn groovy. And it leads right into In Limbo, mm-hmm. which I love when albums do that. Exactly. I love it. And then In Limbo. Um, I think we can cover In Limbo at the same time. I mean, they're basically the same sort of... They're, it's, it's hardly two songs. It's like one. It's part one, part two. Yeah, In Limbo. This is... The second time on the album, In Limbo, is uh, where Tom York mentions the Lundy. Oh, is that what he said? What is, yeah. what is that? Yeah, because at the beginning, um, you know, he's kind of like mumbling something. Mm-hmm. And the line is, Lundy, Fastnet, Irish Sea, I got a message I can't read. Another message I can't read. So either he's telling us he can't read. Yeah, which I mean. And he's also naming just kind of like islands <laughs> in, you know, Britain, I think. The whole region of the place over there they got they got crumpets (laughs) they got stuff whatever um what is so lundy is an island it's kind of like an island yeah it's an island it looks like i'm reading genius right now Mm -hmm. i don't know anything about the uk uh any uk listeners please tell us more about whatever all these three things are i don't think we have any uk listeners because every single episode i i just trash it i mean just trash it completely although to be fair fucking look at them (laughs) Yeah, I'm over there. <laughs> like on a fucking island. <laughs> what are you doing floating over there? Like, they got their colorful money. Get in a real place. They got their English muffins. Their money is pounds. That doesn't make any sense. That's a measurement of weight. That's you weight. Yeah. Fucking ponces. <laughs> anyway, in limbo fucking rules. Anyway, yes. <laughs> it's very jazzy. Like jazzy, way jazzier than I thought they could get. Yeah. Um, this which I super appreciate. Jazzier even than the national anthem. Because the national anthem is... I think it's, remember that clip from Spongebob that's like the freeform jazz clip? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the national anthem. <laughs> yeah. They saw that episode and were like, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> I think that that episode came out after the, they got a, they got an advanced copy. Yeah. I was going to say you almost ruined my bit, but then you saved it. Thank you <laughs> for not ruining my joke, Mace. Uh, this rules. Yeah. I want to crawl inside the song and live in it like a little house. I kind of want to mention, I want to prepare you. Okay. For something that we'll get back to fairly shortly, not on this episode. All right. Do you see where uh, Tom in the song mentions trapdoors? Yes, I actually did. I uh, did hear that. Um, trapdoors that open. Yeah, I didn't uh, write anything down. I didn't find it to be super significant, but I suspect that it might be because you're bringing it up. You're going to hear a lot more about different kinds of doors very soon. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Big doors fan. Yeah. We got. Uh, no, the doors. It's a song about the doors that we're going to get to. <laughs> and I think it. I, I think you'll think you'll like to hear about some doors. <laughs> I'm a fan of doors. Yeah. Opening them, closing them. Yeah. Barn doors. Love that shit. Doors on the rudders of big ships. You know. <laughs> all of them. And I feel like I've said all I, all I can say about Optimistic and In Limbo, really. Uh, yeah, Optimistic is uh, the weakest track, but it's not that bad. It leads into one of the strongest tracks in the album. Um, super fucking jazzy, like the atmosphere. It's, uh, it's very claustrophobic, but that fits with the rest of it. It's a beautiful mess. I love it all. Yeah, this, this, these whole track six and seven, fucking wonderful. Mm. Um, let's move on to <laughs> Idiot Tech. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which hopefully, if all goes right, oh, we, oh, 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 you will have heard at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> In one form or another. Oh my god. This, I know I said this, I forget what I said this about. I think I said it in the B-Sides episode where I, I was like, this fucks harder than anything. No, no, no. Uh-uh-uh. This fucks harder than anything I've heard so far. Idiotech. Fucks. It fucks so hard. 
it doesn't stop. 24-7 fucking. It is absolutely just, like, high-octane as shit. Uh, I mean, yeah, and this is, this is where, this is the computer. This is what I was hoping for, the last album. Yeah, they- This is the computer! They moved all the computer over to this album. Oh, I love it. They were, they were holding out on me. I do, I do think that the chorus of this song is, mm-hmm. is a little entitled, where he's like, here, I'm allowed everything all the time. Calm down, Tom. Yeah, let's back it up a little bit. Just because you're very rich doesn't mean that... That's it. it. Yeah. yeah. Other than that, the song rules. Yeah, yeah. The lyrics of the song is very disturbing, I think. Yeah, I... Well, because like I said, I'm not I'm not great at picking up lyrics when I'm listening to it, but what I did pick up, it was like, oh, geez, he's still not okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, oh, man, the way he harmonizes with himself, though... And the, like, sort of clashing lyrics that sort of go in different spots. I love that shit. Did you, um, I love it. Did you know that the main loop in this song, the boom, 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 is a sample? No shit. What, what are they sampling? It's sampled from a minimalist composer named, uh, well, Paul Lansky and Arthur Krieger. Oh, those names ring a bell. I don't know where. Maybe I've heard of them. Do I know things? Maybe. I think I know something. Um, this song is about global warming, and it works in 2019. That's why it gave me the sweats. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that that makes sense. It's definitely, yeah, wow. Mm. Yeah. It's very robotic, too. I like the the very robotic beat, and the sort of tongue comes in and humanizes it a little bit, mm-hmm. which is cool. Um, see, it's hard for me to... To access the critic part of my brain, because I love this so much. It just, especially the stuff at the end of the breakdown, the song just makes me want to go feral and live in the woods and just, like, punch a tree when I listen to this. There's a there's a meme going around, as they tend to do. Oh, Jesus. Are we still doing those? Yeah, memes. They're still 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 going on. <sighs> All right. What's the meme this time? Much like Fortnite. Sorry. Um, Ugh. There's a meme going around. Uh, the second verse starts with uh, Tom singing about uh, Ice Age coming. Mm. Um, <laughs> I wish. It's basically the lyrics that just say Ice Age coming, Ice Age coming. And then after that, a Google search screenshot of the release date of Ice Age, which was 2002. <laughs> oh my god, he predicted it. It's just, it, it's captioned, he knew. <laughs> Alright, I'll give it to that meme. That's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty fucking good. Not, you know, yeah, sure. I, sure. I think this song, it goes. Oh, it goes and it fucks and... It just never stops. This is the album that I was talking to you about where ev- almost every song, like things like the National Anthem, Idiotech, Johnny plays the radio on them. Oh, that's what all that is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's got a, it gives it a nice little sound collage. So he plays, sorta, he plays yeah. basically the guitar, but he also has like a radio on stage that's hooked into the PA. Oh. And he also, wherever he is, he just tunes the radio just like randomly. Oh, I love that. So it's always different every time. So, ah. Oh. Oh, I love it. Exactly, which... I'm going feral. I love it. <laughs> oh, well, I love it. Radiohead's got a song that we'll get to called Feral. I hope you go feral to that one, because I love it very much. Uh, <laughs> okay. Cool, I didn't even know about that. Yeah, we're we're all going feral in that episode. <laughs> um, Idiotech's fucking great. I don't know what else to say, like, because I, I... It's hard for me to do any, like, mm, well, the structure of it... No, it just fucks. I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, stunned... This fucks on this album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this album's a stone cold fuck. Yeah, it's it's a fucker. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about m- Morning Bell, I guess. Ding dong. Good morning. It's Morning Bell. Uh, Good morning. Hello? 
Oh, hello? Hello? <laughs> oh, is this Tom? Uh, is is this Tom, Tom York from Tom Radiohead? Yep. Hello? 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 How's it going? Hello. It's me. It's me, Tom York from Radiohead. Hi. Hi, Tom York. We were just talking about you and your band's very good album, Kid A. Thank you for joining us on this podcast. How are you calling in? Please tell me. Uh, Morning Bell is about, it's about a little bell that I had uh-huh. on, on my desk uh, where the computer was. Okay. And the computer would ring a little bell every time and just say good morning. So every every morning at a specific time or just three a.m. Whenever the com- three three a.m. That's when you wake up. Uh-huh. I, I wake up at three a.m. Mostly just because uh, you know got to feed the computer. Right. <laughs> and what's uh, what is your computer's diet? Also, what computer? By the way, what computer are you using? Computer. Okay. Uh, so that's good. Every morning uh, for the past twenty years, woken up at three a.m. Okay. Um, and of. Just I, I feed it. It prefers dog food. Really? Mm-hmm. You feed your computer dog food? Mm-hmm. Wet or dry? Uh. Hmm. Okay. And so you've been doing this for twenty years. Every morning. And so every morning at three a.m., does it ring the bell when it wants food? Mm-hmm. Oh well, that's that's a good little twelve system. times a day. Tw- you have to feed your computer twelve times a day, starting at three a.m. Mm-hmm. What well, don't you? I mean, where do? You, where's the rest of the time? Like. Do, don't you have stuff to do? I'm in Radiohead. So you're in Radiohead in between feeding your computer on a very specific... What if you're not at home? How do you hear the bell? I just do. Oh. Anyways, me talking to Radiohead, bye. Uh, okay. God, what an enigma that man is. Uh, I got disconnected. What's up? Yeah, well, Tom York muscled his way in. Fuck! Everything Tom, Tom York from Radiohead. from Radiohead? Yeah, that's the one. Bullshit. I specifically asked him how he calls in, and he ignored me, so... Really? He ignored you completely? He ignored me completely, and then went on to say that Morning Bell is... The uh, the song is about him and his computer, mm-hmm. who rings a bell at 3 a.m. every day, so he has to feed the computer. Okay, um, why does he feed the computer? What does he, what does he feed the computer? He says the computer prefers dog food. What? Yeah. The, wait, hold on, hold on, you're, you're saying that he... He feeds the computer at three in the morning. Mm-hmm. And that's just the first of 12 feedings throughout the day. Twelve? The, the compu- twelve. Yeah. The computer rings a bell 12 times a day and he feeds it. And he also, when he's not at home, he said he just hears the bell. So you're, you're, you're telling me that he feeds the computer 12 fucking times a day with dog food. Did he tell you if it was wet, uh, wet or dry? He said yes. What the fuck does that mean, Tom? What a weird dude. Anyway, morning bell's all right. I mean, with the added context of knowing this is about him feeding his computer dog food, it's kind of great. Um, yeah, and it, I love how it seamlessly transitions from Idiotech. I love that they keep doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how mellow the electric organ is, but the jump, the 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 jumps, the jumps, the jumps are yeah, those jumps. The drums are very uh, manic and jumpy, which I like the the contrast of. Mm-hmm. I think they're very. It's the weakest song on the album, personally. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's not like it's not optimistic for me. It's like Morning Bell's definitely the weakest song and if if I had to skip one, which I don't ever because I listen to Kid A all the way through the whole time, 
Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. It would be Morning Bell. I just, I, I don't know if I can... I could see, yeah. It's better in the other, the other version's better, but this one... Oh, what other version? Like a live version? No, the what? amnesiac version. Oh, right. Yeah, you mentioned. Okay, so that, that'll be a fun little comparison. Because I like it, but I could see why this would be your weakest track. Yeah. Like, I get it. I would probably, it's, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not my favorite, but it, yeah, I can't imagine skipping any of these songs. Can I tell you what the song is actually about, though? Well, Tom just told us. But he also kind of in an interview with MTV in 2000, okay. he also mentioned another thing. I don't know if which one's the real one. I think the dog, I'm inclined to believe the dog food one. Well, we just heard it from him mm-hmm. and we're getting this secondhand through MTV. So I don't know about this one. Go ahead. Uh, Tom says that um, when they came off of a computer, he bought a house, an empty house, and it was, there was a ghost in it. <laughs> okay. And he wrote stuff down, you know, he kind of recorded stuff in a mini disc and as one it does. got wiped. Yeah, it got wiped. By the ghost. And then he forgot about the song. And then in the middle of the night, he was on a plane to Japan mm-hmm. or something like that. And Morning Bell, which was on the mini disc, came back to him exactly like that. Ooh, that's cool. So wait, wait so the ghost erased the mini disc? I guess or something like that. I I feel like the dog food explanations. That makes more sense because, I mean, you can feed a computer dog food, but a ghost can't erase a mini disc. That's fucking stupid. That's a dumb idea. Just, uh, it's about uh, feeding a computer dog food. Obviously. This, oh my god. This song is really dark, lyrically. <laughs> yeah, no. All the jokey jokes aside, this one is very dark. <laughs> I think that I think that's why we're joking about the song definitely yeah. being about dog food, which it is. Mm. Uh, well, obviously. Uh, I, I just think the cut the kids in half bridge is just kind of like, oh. Oh, boy. Yeah. It's fun, though. It, it's somehow, it's dark, but with, I mean, the guitars make it kind of fun. You know? Yeah. Mixing it up a little bit. Yeah. Do you, what do you think? Is it, do you have any more words to say about uh, Morning Bell? Hmm. I just wish I knew more about this diet of Tom's computer. I can't. Ugh. What a, what a strange man. Yeah. I, we'll never know. We'll never know how he works. He's, he's much richer than both of us. Oh, there, there's his dog keeping an eye. Okay. We'll, we'll stop talking about how weird he is. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Track 10, let's move on to the greatest song ever written, Motion Picture Soundtrack by Radiohead on the album Kid A. Motion Picture Soundtrack. Love that band. Good fucking band. You know, everything is all right. Yes. You know. <laughs> I couldn't think of a... But anyway, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> motion Picture Soundtrack. It's the greatest um, song ever written. Is it? Is, are you sure? Yeah, I think Motion Picture Soundtrack is the greatest song ever fucking written and the best Radiohead song ever made. <laughs> this is your favorite. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. I mean, I can see why. <laughs> Um, boy, did this give me emotions. Whew. Yeah, the moment those harps drop. <laughs> oh my god, I was just gonna say that. Like, I, I had to sit down. I was like, I was walking around, um, well, the first listen, I was laying down in bed, and I was like, okay, cool, I like this. The sec- It was the second listen that really got me for all of these songs, but especially this one, where I was, um, earlier today making breakfast, cooking up some eggies, and this came on, and I had to, like, turn off the burner and sit down when the harps came on. Um, and I wish, I wish I was shitting you. A single tear formed in my eye. Like, like it was, like I'm in an anime. Like, just a single tear. Can I one-up you? Yes. Uh, so I was dropping my partner off at LAX the other day because she was heading off to a, um, just kind of a family thing. Shout out to LAX. Yeah, fuck LAX. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've never been. I'm, it's an airport. It probably sucks. Anyway. And I was listening to Kid A to prepare for this episode. 
two weeks ago. Um, mm. Yeah. And I was on the freeway. As I was listening to this song, I just kind of like mentally prepare myself every single time. <laughs> you have to like brace yourself. Yeah. No, it's one of those songs that just like it'll it'll hit you when you're not when you're not expecting it. I sing along every single time because there's no way I can't. I'm sorry. Is that dog He's giving that dog's dog food to his computer? I guess. No wonder that dog is so fucking angry. <laughs> yeah, because he's not getting the dog food that he deserves. <laughs> he's jealous of that computer. <laughs> um, anyway. I'm sorry. I always, I always sing along. And mm. by the time, in, the, in that kind of like pregnant pause between I think you're crazy maybe and the harps dropping. There's a whole little world in that pause. An entire, yeah, a whole well of tears had formed up in my eyes. And by the time I started singing the second verse, I was, like, scream, cry singing. Yeah, uh-huh. I, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. It's one of those songs. I think once I listen to this on repeat, which I plan to do after we uh, are done recording, um, I this is one of those songs that I really like right now, but it's going to take a couple years for it to really get to that point where I'm like, oh, shit, I have to cry now. <laughs> Because I can, t- I can tell that's coming. Yeah, the only other, other song that's ever done this to me has been, um, and this is this is dumb, you can tell me that it's ridiculous and that All right. very basic. The Can't only wait. The other song that does this to me is Two-Headed Boy Part 2 by Neutral Milk Hotel. That's dumb and basic. Yeah, I know. But also, completely understandable. The moment Jeff Mangum says, sings, Daddy, I just mm. lose it. Wait, wait, I got something for you. You ready? Jeff Mangus. Hell yeah. Is that anything? Yeah. Is that good? That's good. That's good. That's good. Jeff Mangus? Jeff right. Mangus. Uh, write that down. Charles Mangum. Charles Mangum. <laughs> write that down. <laughs> um, this song originated from the Benz era. Oh, yeah, really? That's surprising, actually. Yeah, it does. The original version is actually the... It was composed on guitar. Okay, sure. There was a whole third verse, and this is not this is not me joking with you. Oh. There's a whole third verse about an abortion. <gasps> oh, that would kill me dead. Yeah, there's an entire third verse. Oh, I, I could not handle that, I don't think. Is it, um, I mean, it's not as computery. What is it? Is it like an acoustic kind of thing? Yeah. It's a ballad? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, it's not ballad. It's very, like, it's the same thing you hear right now, just with... Guitar. Just guitar. Yeah. Ooh, I mean, this song is pretty raw and emotional as is. I don't think I have the emotional uh, anything to handle that other that other version. The third verse is basically beautiful angel pulled apart at birth, limbless and helpless. I can't even recognize you. Damn. I mean, that's. Whew. <laughs> I got no words. That's that's pretty intense. Uh, and I I think the greatest. This is the best closer radiohead has ever had i actually have that in my notes as well very i think the best opener and best closer like the bookends on this album are so perfect yeah for what this album is this is like and it's funny because like this is a really i would say dreamy sort of song for a very undreamy album but it works the very last line of the song i will see you in the next life hits me Mm. so hard every time (laughs) i know that i didn't catch it my first listen but I'm glad that I was sitting down when I heard it the second time, because I just, I, oh. Yeah. But then my eggs were done and I felt okay. Yeah, I mean, you always eat, you always feel okay when you eat. Um, mm. This actually, we're not going to talk about the technical track 11. 
Be- uh-huh. Because on the CD version, it's actually a hidden track. That's, yeah, because I remember looking up the track list beforehand, and then when I was listening to it on Spotify, this Untitled came up. After about 20 or 30 seconds of silence, this mm-hmm. comes on. And I think it's a perfect, like, the Untitled track is a fucking perfect bookend to that. Oh, yeah, no, it's like, it's the closer to the closer. Like, it makes sense. And I actually, before I looked at Spotify, I thought it was part of motion picture soundtrack, and I go, oh, that's so good. Mm-hmm. They didn't have the 20 to 30 second pause on Spotify. They didn't. I think it needs that. Actually, it was, according to Genius, it's about a minute. That's even better. So you're just letting it run. I love shit like that. I wish CDs were still, they still existed because I like hidden tracks so much, especially when it's like, I think I put one on a tape before Mm -hmm. where like the B-side is way longer. And if you didn't pop it out after the last song, you'd hear like a little thing. Mm -hmm. What was that called? What even, what tape was that on? I think it was on the person you were trying to reach is not available right now or whatever I named that fucking album. Oh, shit. Yeah, there's um oh yeah, no, it's on it's the end of the B side, there's a little instrumental called Loam. Mm-hmm. Um there is not that's it, that's the whole story by my tapes. They wouldn't let me put um they wouldn't let me put a hidden track on my the last album that I released physically, but I'm gonna do it for the next one. They didn't let you, the fucking like track list police. Yeah, for my came own in album. and was like your own goddamn album? What was? Wait, the vinyl LA soundtrack? Yeah, oh, we don't talk about that one. Well, we don't have to. But still, it's your own goddamn album. <laughs> um, it, it's mostly the pressing plant. So I kind of also wanted to talk about a little thing before we get to if we're picking up something good or not. Mm-hmm. There is actually, and I've got this in my hands right now. You can hear me kind of pop it open. Oh. Um. On first edition CD pressings of Kid A. (laughs) There's different versions. I love it. Here we go. Very first edition. Do you know how usually you can't pop the CD tray off the case? I have a feeling you can with this one. With this one you can, and there is a hidden booklet underneath. Oh shit, really? That's cool. There's an entire hidden booklet that has extra, (laughs) like, lyrics and illustrations. Yeah? Yeah. Um, there's a couple... Oh, I love it. A couple ones here that... There's, like, a really nice, like, transfer paper print here that Stanley did. Hmm. There's a lot of lyrics in here that uh, will appear on later Radiohead albums. Yeah. Um, I sent you, uh, kind of scans of the record, of the... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm opening them up right now. Oh. Oh, that's creepy. (laughs) Ooh. This is actually my... Honestly, my prized possession is this stupid little CD because I love this booklet. Yeah, holy shit, this is beautiful. I love the stick figure kicking the other stick figure in the dick. That's very Flash animation. I love it. Yeah, Tom York invented uh, stick figure animations. <laughs> remember those? Yeah, I remember them when very well. I was just well. like, oh, I miss Flash. There was a Hard Times article recently that was like, uh, creator of uh, creator of your favorite stick figure animation, now staunchly alt-right podcaster. <laughs> Oh no, that's too close to reality. (laughs) Oh boy. Uh, Not these stick figures though. No, I don't think Tom York is all right. No, no, no way. So we've reached the end of Kid A. Nikki, are are we picking up something good? Let's go ahead and turn those transponders on. Uh, Let's turn them on. Click. All right, here we go. I'm picking up my favorite Radiohead album so far. I am 100% picking up my second favorite Radiohead album. 
It's really goddamn good. It was every... Like, OK Computer was good. Don't get me wrong. This is every single thing I needed and wanted from OK Computer. It's like... It's like they... It's I don't know. It's like they knew. They knew exactly what they needed to do. They they took all the good bits from OK Computer, added way more computer, which is totally my shit. And I I don't I don't know. It's just so fucking good, Mace. This is holy shit. So good. I don't know. That's it. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> it's just so good. I I love love Kid A with all my heart. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is the first album that I got really, really, really into from Radiohead. Yeah. This is a good first album if you're going to... Well, I don't know. I don't know. Because you might have to You might have to start with OK Computer. Actually, yeah, that makes sense. Sort of build up. Yeah, I, I don't think you can play somebody the National Anthem without first building up the goodwill of, like, Paranoid Android. I'm just thinking about National Anthem now. Yeah. Don't you legitimately wish they would play that during baseball? It's better than the, oh, America is so good. Shut up. Give me give me the real national anthem. The real national anthem is everyone is so near. Every movie's got Paul Shear. <laughs> <laughs> if only. When I when I wrote that tweet, I was actually checking whether or not Paul Shear has been in a ton of movies. I realized that I meant Jason Manzukis. Oh, he should be in every movie. Jason Manzukis is in every movie. As he should be. <laughs> Well, this has been picking up Jason Mantzoukas. Um, Pick him up, please. He's waiting at the airport. Go pick him you up. You told him you'd pick him up. You're late. He's waiting with his baggage. And, and, you monster. Speaking of that, there are actually multiple occasions in the Radiohead discography that we'll get to later on where Tom York asks you to pick him up from places. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I mean, sure. All right. Cool. I'm not busy. <laughs> Anyway, this has been Picking Up Something Good, a limited event prestige podcast about Radiohead. Um, I'm Mace. You can find me uh, online at Echo Vessel on Instagram at Echo Vessel. Fuck the other Echo Vessel. We still have not tracked them down, but don't worry. We will. We ha- we run a rela- label called Neodotritis. That's true. I think I'm working on pre-orders for the Vaxxers album Road on CD today. And Ooh, you announced yeah. yesterday that you are putting Nikki Flowers on tape. Pew, 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 pew. It's here. Oh, oh, the tapes are here. Oh, they're so good. Oh, I'm dead. Yeah. Anyway, that's how I feel about it. Um, yeah, it's been it's been a while. Um, that is uh, going to be fun. Those tapes, maybe I'll hide a little hidden track on... Well, it's not going to be hidden now because I mentioned it. Well, we'll see. We'll see when we get there. Maybe. Maybe. Don't push your luck, though. Um, speaking of me and my things, uh, you can find me at nickyflowers.bandcamp.com where you can purchase uh, just everything. Do All of them. Do it. Um, and uh, where else am I? I'm on Twitter at yifpolice... That's it. Those are the two websites. The two websites that exist. Mm-hmm. Um, Go to them. Next episode, we are going to be tackling more Kid A. Kid A 2. You could say it's, it's Kid B. Kid B. Um, <laughs> yep. A lot of people Perfect. like to call Amnesiac a B-Sides collection, but it is not. It is its own album, goddammit. Um, we're uh. we're going to be covering um, Amnesiac, the album by Radio. If we can remember. Oh, <laughs> Am I right? Boy. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. That's our show. Mm. All right. Well, goodbye, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.